So welcome to another fun and exciting episode of The Fueling Station. I'm your host, Ed Kammer, along with my good friend, Jonathan Stong. Hello, everybody. Also known as the Podtrolium guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Here it comes, coming at you. So here at The uh, Fueling Station, what we like to do is talk about retail fueling and all the fun and exciting things that, that go on there. Uh, but we like to do it in a lighthearted way. We actually have a, a guest with us today. Our special guest is Dan Boyle. He's the uh, product manager for Below Ground Products here at OPW Retail Fueling. And actually, I, I found Dan, what's been, what, seven years now? Seven years ago, seven. literally found Dan in a tank hole. And I said, Dan, you know, you're a smart guy. You, you know, I, I know you enjoy installing this stuff for a living, but let me do you a favor and pull you out of the tank hole and put you in charge of something a little bit more exciting. And uh, once you come work for OPW and, and be a product specialist, and then we made him a product manager. Um, so Dan, tell us a little bit. I know, you know you've know you got uh, spent a lot of time in the field as an installer, as a service tech. So we're excited to have your perspective. We'll talk about the, uh, the importance of training and why it's important to keep all of your certificates um, up to date. And then also probably more important than that, for the end users out there, you know, the importance of making sure that the contractors that you hire have their certifications and everything's up to date. But before we get into that, Dan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you. Um, I know we're super excited to have you on OPW's team, and um, I couldn't think of a better guy to talk about <laughs> installation than you. But no, I, I, coming over to OPW is a fantastic move. Uh, I really like your spill buckets, and then I also like you guys too, so it's been a good fit so far. Um, but I, you're right. I've been on pretty much every side of this at this point. I started as a service tech and then kind of got into the more heavy-duty stuff and, and some of the installation. And I've worked at uh, so distributors, contractors. I've worked for a large end user. Uh, so coming over here, the manufacturing side kind of closes it out full circle. I'm able to kind of put my hand on what parts get to go in the ground, which I've had a lot of interest in for a lot of years. So yes. it's fair, if I could here, Dan, it's fair to say you've seen every aspect, good, bad, or indifferent, soup to nuts for installation, above and below ground. Covered the spectrum. I'd say that's absolutely the truth. <laughs> well, and I know, and, and, and when you were talking about this, and Dan, you brought it up too, this is probably one of the most passionate um, series, if you will. I mean, talking about the installation, just like you're saying, what have we said for years? The product's only as good as the worst installer. Yeah. So we feel, and yep. we know that we make an incredible product. Yeah. And the system is only as, as good as your component. It's very important for us because things are changing. I mean, technology changes, our, our products change, and we want to make sure that the contractors are up to date with all the new um, technology, the, the techniques. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, this is an industry of... I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. Absolutely. And, and people I've don't like to change. <laughs> people don't like to change. They don't like to try anything new. And we, we could do a whole episode, and we probably will, about when we brought the loop system out and how everyone fought against that. Said, you can't do that. Um, but anyway, we'll stick, we'll stick to insulation. I think, Dan, you had another quote that you told me earlier that I, I thought was kind of funny about. Uh, oh, in terms of certifications. Um, you know, if you go out there and you pick up, you pick up a contractor with, with no certifications, no FlexWorks training, uh, you know, a regulator and inspector is going to look at that guy the same way he's going to look at my four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, both of them, both of them can, can, can put pipe in the ground, but, you know, without somebody properly training and properly explaining how, there again, your, your, your system's only as good as the installer. Right. And if the installer hasn't been trained properly, uh, you know, he can be a little clumsy or a little uh, unknowledgeable. Which, you know, and that's one of the things that we want to protect people against, which sure. is, you know, that, that two-year training is because things change. I mean, even since I've been here, 
you know, we made significant changes to some of the training based on, you know, some of the FlexWorks installation practices and stuff that you need to look at. So getting them back in every two years, it's really, really important yeah. to, to you know, keep that high quality. So let's just talk a little bit about the training that's out there that's required for a, a guy that's, you know, going to come on site, throw a tank in the ground, uh, run piping, install spill buckets, and then eventually drop a dispenser on and, and start this thing up. So, you know, I think that the, the first certification that, that all these guys should have is provided by their state. And Absolutely. it's their underground storage tank, mm -hmm. whatever you want. You know, every state has their own, um, you know, their own process, their own certification. But um, I think that's the probably one of the first certifications is make sure that your contractor is certified by that, and, and that's state by state, mm -hmm. that they have a current, I think they usually have to go in, like a lot of states, it's like an eight hour course once a year to make sure that they're current. Um, and, and again, it, it's called it's called something different in every state. Absolutely. But for the most part, it's an underground storage tank license. Basically gives you the license to, to bury a, a tank underground. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, sometimes the, the state will do that training, or sometimes the state will hire an outside agency to do that training. Um, so that that's the first training. And then, you know, the next one, you know, our, our industry really, if you think about it, leaves most of the training up to the manufacturers. Uh, it's our responsibility to make sure that these contractors are certified to install the product to our specifications. Um, it's, it, we'll, we'll talk about piping, for example, because that's a good one there. So the piping we manufacture has to carry a UL listing in order for us for it to be installed. But in order to have that UL listing, uh, UL states that that pipe can only be installed by a certified contractor Factory who is certified by us Absolutely. as the manufacturer. Well, and, and that's that's you know critical because, truthfully, other than those individuals who've designed the product and understand the expertise of the application, who better to put together a list of criteria to make sure it's done properly? And that should be the manufacturer, you know. And, and like Dan said, we do this every two years. You do this. The preferential way is to uh, do it on site, mm -hmm. right? Every two years, and it's a free service, right? Go out to the job, ensure they have the proper equipment, the proper mindset, the proper safety criteria, because that's another big thing too. You know, and you're talking about having the certifications by the state. They need to go through OSHA training too, and certifications yep. for safety trainings by end users having like safety passports and such. So when it gets to us, hopefully they, they're already in that diligent mindset that okay, I've got to take this system and put it together. And at the end of the name, it's not just branded by the manufacturer, but I put my name on it. And I, in essence, am warranting this system for about a year until the manufacturers kicks in. Contractors, please keep a, keep track on those certificates. UL requires the manufacturers to, to for that train to expire every two years. That's right. And, and you know, dovetailing on that too, what we said is, you know, we'll go anywhere. We'll go anytime, as long as respectfully, we have enough time to plan to get where we're, we're needing to go safely, responsibly, oh, yeah. have all the equipment. Yeah, that, yeah that's know. the other one. Hey, can you do flex for a train? Yeah, when do you need me? Oh, can you be on site in Boise, Idaho tomorrow? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, I'll be right there. Those are my favorites. <laughs> but it, it's, it does happen. So, I mean, we try to be, you know, as flexible as possible, knowing situations come up. So when you were talking about how the evolution uh, of training is, you know, you prefer to do it in person, right? There's no replacement for putting your hands on There's it. no replacement, but sometimes, sometimes, you know, whether it's uh, situations like we've experienced over the last couple of years where we're not getting face-to-face, -face, you have an option for what, maybe working with someone via a Teams call, talking to them about that, working mm -hmm. with, if they've already been certified before, right? Right. Like, would I have an issue calling up and saying, look, I've been putting your pipe in for 20 years. You know, you actually trained me the last three times. 
Um, I'm doing a job in three weeks, but ultimately our schedule isn't meshing up. Can we do a training online? That's something I think that manufacturers are doing these days. Yeah, well, I, not online. I shouldn't say online. Yeah. In in you know working. It's an with, interactive setting. An interactive you're back setting. and forth. Yeah. You can still see each other, and, and you're getting to see the material. Yeah. But you know you're in two very different remote locations. And, sure. And I agree. That's fine for recertification. Research. But initial certification in the field has to be in the field, in yep. person, on uh, a job site, agreed. holding the actual tools, holding the actual product in your hand. But you know, whenever you watch a good installer work, even in those applications, like what is left? when you have a really quality installer is a work of art. Yeah. You know, like the, 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 the circles and the radiuses and everything are extremely sharp. Uh, you know, we're gonna fill it all back with dirt. Sure. But it's still gonna live there for 30 years, yeah. right? And, and so when it goes in, you want those things to happen. You don't wanna go back in and see the Technicolor entry fittings. Hey, there's no shame in burying a beautiful sump. Absolutely. That's been beautifully piped. <laughs> no, and that's, no shame in that no, at all. Like you said, You'll still I mean, get to see it when you look down in it. So, we I mean, spend no a lot of time engineering a lot of the stuff we make, and we know that somebody's gonna dump a bunch of dirt on it. You know, the, the ramifications of those poor installs, the number of times that I would go out to replace a spill bucket, and now if you ever watch a training video where I talk about torque stack, yeah. I'll say it a hundred times. Because mm -hmm. I was the guy who went to go spin the spill bucket off sure. Wait and a the second. whole riser turned. Torque? Wait a second. What is that? You, you're supposed to have a torque wrench on your truck? It's usually on the shear valve, right? <laughs> and then we put it. I know that this is rarely talked about. There. Do these products have torque specs? Every single one of them. <laughs> oh, but that's the reason. You know, you go out there and, and you and you break apart some concrete and you're just gonna replace the spill bucket, you go to spin and the riser spins. Mm-mm. That's poor installation, right? Like, those have to stack differently. You need to go more at the riser than on the bucket so you can get the bucket off. Because otherwise, that three by three hole is now a nine by nine and you're sucking out gravel. And, and it was because some guy didn't want to buy a torque wrench, didn't want to pay attention to the training. And, you know, it's- So instead of a $200 spill bucket replacement, it's now a $4,000 yeah, spill bucket job. That's right. That's, That's why I say anytime, anytime a concrete saw and a backhoe shows up on site, you just add $10,000 right there. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're trying to get away from. You know, that's why we update these trainings. That's why we mandate it. Well, and I think, like you're saying, it gives you an opportunity to really get in front of these folks. I mean, what some of the best ideas that any of these companies, our company included, have ever had is because we've worked with contractors to say, hey, guys, what was the hardest thing here? What's the biggest problem? And put, And I think we've employed that in these training sessions, our recommended practice sessions and our contractor trainings. You know, so, I mean, it's important that we are doing those, like you're saying, the face to face so we can get that information. Oh, yeah. Our best products would have not come out of this industry, whether it's the 10 plus, the edge bucket, the loop system. Even though I've been to these beautiful far ends of this earth, one of the craziest things I ever saw was in the United States, not saying where it was other than in the United States. Uh, and really, it has to be about attention, right? Attention to your detail. So. I'll be real quick. You're talking about contractor training, doing it right the first time. That's at the beginning of the station. But people go back and they do maintenance on these stations. Mm -hmm. They go back now and they inspect every 30 days in these sumps. Well, years ago, I'll never forget, doing inspections and finishing up in the back of a, of a, um, a shop there that had diesel lines in the back. I go to use the facilities. I come back. I uh, get ready to put my door on and I look. And lo and behold, there's a deer down in the under dispenser containment down in the dispenser sump, but I had to scoop a deer out of the bottom of the dispenser sump and bring wow. it up and put it up. And that's the kind of stuff you take your eye off it for one minute and it changes. And honestly, crazier, one of the craziest things I've ever seen that I could speak about. Yeah. Truly. Great. All right. So, you know, kind of wrap things up. Uh, again, you know, as a manufacturer, 
you know, we try and make the best product we can. And all that we ask is that our, our the guys that are installing this keep their certifications up, mm-hmm. you know, so the stuff goes in the way it was designed and engineered to go in. Uh, if you're an end user, you know, please make sure that the guys you're hiring, their certificates are, are up to date, uh, you know, with the, whoever the manufacturer or the, the state or the or OSHA or whatever regulatory body, um, in, in, in EVR, if you're out in California, mm-hmm. you know, you acquired EVR training, uh, make sure that's up, up to speed. And um, uh, again, you know, the certifications are put in place for a reason. And, you know, we talk about this all the time, you know, we're pumping combustible fluid, you know, very flammable fluid. We often forget these, about it because of how often products. we, you know, this yep. is our every day. Yeah. You know, we get kind of numb to the idea yeah. of what we're actually dealing with here, sure. which yeah. is some of the, you know, most corrosive liquids on earth. And, and explosive. And, uh, you know, as a manufacturer, it's our job to keep that stuff out of the ground and, you know, we only ask that the contractors do their part too and uh, do everything they can to make sure that when they install a system that they're going to keep product out of the ground too. And not just bare minimum, right? I mean, this yeah. is skilled labor, right? Yeah. This is, you know, take pride in this stuff because this is this is going to last forever. If you've ever seen a, you know, conduit, like 500 conduit come out of a conduit trough and they're all perfectly bent together mm-hmm. by an electrician, you know, that is just something beautiful to see. Dan, I think we all have pictures of that, like in our living room. That's how messed up we are that yeah. we enjoy this that much. I have, I have beautiful. There's a picture of my son, my daughter, a and dog. This, and this beautiful this piping beautiful. run that I did in 1996. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love Look it. at the entry of that pipe through that sump wall. Zero it's degrees. Perfectly straight. <laughs> Comes in dead straight. That rubber will last forever. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, Dan, we really appreciate you taking some time and, and chatting with us. Again, um, hey guys, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Ed Cameron. I'm Jonathan Stone. We are the Petroleum Guys, and uh, thanks for listening to the Fueling Station.